Welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Planeton, and you're in the right place if you're ready to reach your goals. This is the fourth part in our quadrant goal setting, Zig Ziglar inspired, see you at the top segment. All four parts will be linked from one another so you can go back and forth to each episode and watch it again, listen to it again revisit your vision, that type of thing. Now, number four is really interesting and it's all about reaching your goals. Zig Ziglar gives a true life example here. (laughs) This is absolutely amazing. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more verbatim in this chapter because I think it's important that I share a lot more of the juice here. He says, be honest with you when you're reaching your goals. When I started this book, he says, the words were flowing easily and coming out well, at least in my mind. When I wrote the words, you can go where you want to go, do what you want to do, have what you want to have, and be what you want to be. I'll confess, he says, I held those words out in front of me and with a degree of satisfaction said to myself, that's good. Unfortunately, I had to hold the words some distance away because there was a 41-inch waistline and 202 pounds between me and those words. As I read the words, I started thinking and talking to myself. Hmm. The thought occurred to me that eventually some reader would ask if I really believed what I had written. Since honesty starts within, I was led to reevaluate every word I wrote. In a nutshell, it boiled down to this. If I believed it, I should live it. And if I didn't believe it, I shouldn't write it. With this in mind, I asked myself, are you really like you want to be, Zig? As I wrestled with this question, he says, it became more and more obvious that I was either going to have to delete this portion of the book, or have difficulty living with myself. It was also inevitable that I would be confronted with people who would ask embarrassing questions. He's putting his money where his mouth is, right? He was talking the talk, but he wasn't walking the walk. He was not reaching his very own goals, and he had to have a little chit-chat with himself because when he went to the doctors for a checkup, the doctor said, hey, for a 66-year-old man, you're in great shape. And he's like, well, uh, I'm actually 46. So Zig Ziglar was 46 when he wrote this book, was overweight, and was trying to convince himself to convince others, to uplift others when he wasn't even working on himself. And, and this is really interesting. Because he talks about his journey and how he really made up his mind to lose the weight, 37 pounds overweight. And he did it by following the exact steps that he talked about in the book. He wrote down his goal. He saw himself at 165 pounds. He tore out a magazine cover at the doctor's office of a man whose body resembled what he wanted to be in life. 
and he took the necessary steps and he did it one step at a time. He did it by putting on his shoes, didn't love it, decided to go running, exercising. First day he went a block. <laughs> the next day he went a block and to the next neighbor's house and so on. And he built up baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. And he says it took him 10 months and he'd written down his goal. His waistline dropped from a 41 to a 34. 10 months from the day after he'd written down that goal weight of 165 and had a 34-inch waistline, he'd done it. It had come to pass. And he gives us this detail about his own personal story, about the principles of goal setting and goal reaching. The goal is his. And since his credibility was at stake, right, the incentive for reaching the goal was built in when he set the goal. That was the reward. The goal was big, big enough that it represented a real challenge and forced me, he says, to reach deep into the wellspring of my resources to reach the objective. Yet, it was neither irresponsible nor impossible. The time spent on the running program was returned with a bonus in the form of greater work endurance. He lost the weight. He had more energy. The size of the goal is enormously important. We talked about that in the previous chapter, and it can be too big, but it can also be too small. And <laughs> he procrastinated for 28 days before he started. <laughs> that's being real. Like, that's where every day you wake up and you're like, I'm just going to hit the reset button. I'm not going to say I failed. So why bother? You know, wake up the next day and try again and try again and try again until it happens, until you put that energy in motion. So the weight loss goal really became reachable when he broke it into daily increments, he said. It dawned on him that in order to lose 37 pounds in 10 months, all he had to do was lose 1.9 ounces a day. 37 pounds is a lot. 3.7 pounds is not really that much. But 1.9 ounces is such a little bit. He really broke that down. And I'm glad he gave himself that amount of time. And that amount of time was uh, when his book was coming out. So he really, that's that's why he chose that, that particular goal. So he says, each step forward, each accomplishment, or in my case, each bit of measurable weight loss increased my enthusiasm enthusiasm, and bolstered my confidence that I could succeed again and again. Yes, success begets success. That's why it is so important as you set and seek any goal to arrange it so you can enjoy some success of some kind virtually every day. This positive feedback increases your confidence, so you begin to expect and see yourself as accomplishing more and more, which means you will do and be more and more. The only way to reach your long-range goal is through achieving short-range objectives. Keep your eye on your major objective, but remember, as you reach your daily objectives, you are getting closer and closer to the long-range ones. Ah, 
He says, my time schedule was ambitious, yet reasonable and obtainable. And he did this a lot through his own self-talk when he was procrastinating for the first 28 days. But I mean, the day he finally said, okay, he finally said, I had a chit chat with myself. Do you want to look like you or do you want to look like the picture of health, like that magazine cover you tore out? Okay. And since he decided I don't want to be doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same results, he'd hop out of bed and start running. However, he says, just because I'd made a commitment to run and lose the weight didn't mean I had to like it. As a matter of fact, I fussed every step I took. Yeah, you do not have to like it. You will never feel like it. You won't. It doesn't get any easier. You just have to keep pushing through. You will never feel like it until you reach a point where you're like, aha, that actually feels good. And then it gets easier because you're doing it for yourself, for your own personal well-being. Incidentally, he says, this was a <laughs> this was in character because for years I had told audiences literally hundreds of times that if you wanted to accomplish anything worthwhile, that you had to pay the price. Here is the caveat. You don't pay the price. You enjoy the price. What does he mean by that? You don't pay the price for success. You enjoy the price. You pay the price for failure. He says, now remember, success is acquiring a reasonable or large amount of all the good things, what your goals are, what you want. So you don't pay the price for success. You pay the price for failure. That's where it hurts. That's where it hurts. If you're not trying, you're already failed. You have to keep trying and keep going and keep going. I set out a goal for this podcast, this YouTube channel. So many people ask me, like, how long are you going to do that? You don't make any money doing that. How long are you going to keep trying? I'm going to keep trying. I told myself, and I started. If I can get through the first 10 episodes as I practice, then I'm going to keep going. And then I'm going to keep going. And then I'm going to keep going. And guess what? I'm still here. I get that question still today. How long are you going to keep doing this blog thing of yours? Well, you know, if you ever watch other uh, inspirational videos, I like to watch uh, Evan Carmichael's channel because he does a compilation of famous people and how they're inspiring. And every now and then I'll pop onto his channel and he'll share something real. He'll share something like, you know what, this channel, mm, they didn't do tell well until about episode 400. Haha. Keep going. Keep going. I'm going to keep going. All right, back to Zig. He also told himself, you deserve to be slender and healthy. Remember, <laughs> pleasure, eating too much, is very short-lived. But happiness, being healthier, slimmer, extended life, is much longer duration. In it for the long game. Infinite game. We're into infinity. Okay, so 
He says, don't get the wrong idea. I tell the story in detail, not in an effort to get you to lose weight, but because it involves every principle of goal setting and goal reaching. So if you watch no other episode, hear this part. First of all, the goal was mine. Neither his wife or his doctor talked him into going on a diet and losing weight. It was all him. Second, my credibility was at stake. It said you could be like you wanted to be and obviously wasn't like I wanted to be. Third, it represented a strong commitment, which you must have if you are to reach your goal. I committed to paper, right? write it down, the fact that I weighed 165 when in reality I weighed 202. This was 10 months before we went into press and since no publisher would publish the book, until the fourth printing when they decided it was sell. I financed and published it myself. Wow. My initial order was 25,000 copies. Can you imagine me with 25,000 copies in my warehouse saying I weigh 165 and I go waddling around at 202? That's accountability. Now, friends, he says, actually, that's commitment. <laughs> fourth, goal is big. Lose 37 pounds. The rule is simple. If the goal is to be effective, it must affect change. If the goal is to be effective, it must affect change. Fifth, the goal was specific, 37 pounds, because you must be a meaningful specific and not a wandering generality. Get really specific in your goals. Sixth, it was a long range, 10 months. 10 months. Seventh, it was broken into a daily goal of losing 1.9 ounces. Could you lose 1.9 ounces a day? That is interesting. Eighth, I had to plan to overcome the surplus weight. I had a plan. We had a plan. The plan was diet and jogging. Ninth, a thorough physical examination had established precisely where I was, 37 pounds overweight, which you must know in order to start in the right direction. You must know where you are so you can measure where you're going so you can see how to get there. And then he goes on to say, if you have never set goals before, let me suggest that you start with one goal in a short range nature. It's important that you reach your first goal before you move to the second one. And I know I've been talking about setting big goals, but in the beginning, breaking it down into smaller segments gives you a win. It gives you incentive and it gives you hope that you can succeed. You will succeed. You have succeeded. And then he goes on to say, well, and I mean, okay, we're in April now. So first quarter of the year is already gone. But for the next quarter, by the time the first, the, the next quarter is well underway, you will be motivated to set some goals in other areas of your life. Success begets success. So getting started is obviously the first step in getting there. Doesn't matter that, you know, first quarter of the year is gone. What's in the next quarter for you? Keep moving forward. Unlock the doors to reach your goals. Many times a little extra push is all 
you need to open your opportunity door. In the game of life, you will discover as you set your goals and unlock your own mind that the world will unlock its treasures and rewards to you. Realistically, most locked doors are in your mind. Oops, I should have said they were in your own mind because you're opening yours wider by the page, aren't you? They used to be there. You're unlocking, unlocking those doors. Key to success. He says, if you want to reach your goal, you must see the reaching in your own mind before you actually arrive at your goal. Practice without pressure. And this is done quite a bit. Role play, practicing, rehearsing, so that when you're ready to make your stage performance out in the world, because we're all actors, right? You've already mentally prepared yourself. You've already practiced in your mind. You've already seen yourself doing it. And this sounds really easy, but it's super hard. You have to practice. You have to see yourself becoming who you deserve to be. He says, inside your brain, there's something that enables you to zero in on a target. Even if the target should move or you should be sidetracked, once you've gotten your fix, you will still hit the target. See yourself doing those things that make you a better fill in the blank. What do you want to be better at? You want to be a better mother, a better doctor, a better teacher, a better person, a better friend? You can practice these things. You can keep moving towards them. Tell yourself, I will do it. I will. I will. I will. And by doing this, the unseen forces inside of you start putting it all together and they propel you towards your destination. But you have to take that action, right? In every field of endeavor, whether we seek a better job, more material goods, a closer walk with our spirituality, a happy marriage, or all of these things, we must see the reaching before we can reach the reaching. So what do you see? Because whether it's positive or whether it's negative, you're seeing it. And that is really something to digest. That is something that is almost baffling. And he gives some story about Muhammad Ali that only two fights at the writing of this book that Muhammad Ali lost was when he doubted himself. When he said, if I win. Most of the interviews you see, if you go back in time with Muhammad Ali, he's like, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. He may not have been the greatest, but he kept telling himself that. And he became greatest. Positive self-talk, not negative self-talk. Because <laughs> either way, it will come to fruition. So you might as well go with the positive. He says, when you keep your eye on the goal, the chances of reaching that goal are immeasurably better. This is true whether you see victory or defeat. When you keep your eyes on the goal, the chances of reaching that goal are immeasurably better. This is true whether you see victory or defeat. Might as well be the victorious one, right? 
So make sure that when see, things seem bad, look to see if you're not facing the wrong direction. That's why you have to write all this tape. Write it all down. You have to write it all down. He says, I want to emphasize that you, what you get by reaching your goals is not nearly as important as what you become by reaching them. Who are you becoming? Write it down. See it. Breathe it. Feel it. Envision it. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Become accountable. Where's your time going? What's important to you? How are you going to get there? What are the steps? It's all about moving forward, taking action. And this is work. This is work, but it's doable. It's attainable. And hey, you have committed thus far. You may as well keep on going. Start with a little goal, work your way up. Set yourself up for success. Nothing is standing between you and your goals. Crash through those obstacles. Just get them out of the way. You've pretty determined what those obstacles are. So now they're a lot easier to deal with. And you just say, hey, this is me on my way. I've worked on my self-image. I've worked on my relationship with others. And now I've worked on my goals. Absolutely brilliant. Digest this for the next week where we're going to talk about how your attitude is super important. And if you like the show, share it with somebody you know. Maybe hit that subscribe button. I don't think you're going to miss the next chapter. I'm jazzed. And I will see you then.